This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. For advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn, she'll try just a tip, and you'll be on your way. With Meg and Batoon on Friday. Have you ever laughed like a, another person? Or is this just me? Sometimes I would date somebody or like get re- to be really close with another person and then I would adopt their laugh. Like oh. people adopt other people's accents. Like if you go to Australia for a long time and you start to like talk like them, you know. <laughs> Wait, well, you start to what? Um, what I meant is you go to England and you start to talk like them. Yeah, there you go. England <laughs> is the country. <laughs> you do any better. Australian? Don't yeah. talk like that? Oh, no, exactly. Right. That's okay. Brit. Exactly. The okay. only thing I can say with an Australian accent is my own name. Skyla. Skyla. That's so good. But only because... Irene. Skyla. I have Irene. an Australian friend. Irene. 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 And they always say, hey. the Mike, come on a date, and then never again. One time I went on a date with an Australian boy, and he, he never... We're like, that was loaded. <laughs> <laughs> People don't say that. Common trip, Australian trip on the Bobby. Like, Never talk to you again after we go on a date yeah. together. <laughs> I'll have Vegemite, please. Also, never call me back. <laughs> um, what? That's, yeah, I have one reference to an Australian person, and that's what it was. It's okay, mine was my own name. Like Skyla. Skyla, and they always say "hey" as like a grammatical ending to a sentence. Like they would be yeah. like, "Let's go to Starbucks, hey." Hey. You're yeah. Like, hey, what? Hello. Is that <laughs> hey. the? F- it's like a weird Yoda thing. The front of the sentence is at the end. I used to do that with the word "yeah" as like an affirmation. Like I would say a sentence, but it would be a question, and I would make sure people knew it was a question at the end. I go, "Uh, you're gonna do that? Yeah. Ooh. You're gonna. Go- We're gonna go to the mall. Yeah." Oh, I like the little enunciation though. It makes you pay attention. Welcome to Just a Tip, an advice podcast hosted by me, Megan Batoon. The other day I was taking photos for a friend. I was taking photos of a friend for our new merch drop and I fell in literal trash. And I got up real quick and I continued to click away. (laughs) So that's why I have a friend here to help me help you. Sky Dickinson. Do we clap? You can if you want. (laughs) Just to let everyone know, Sky's clapping for herself. (laughs) I'm the only one in here, so I'm clapping for myself. <laughs> Fun fact about Sky is that we met on a job. She was my point of contact. So cringy. It how is that cringy? I feel like that's so cringy. I think that's the coolest thing ever. Because I first of all, I didn't know that you were a girl. So I only knew Story of my a life. name. <laughs> I only knew it, it said Sky is your point of contact. Here's the number. It was 30 days in LA. It was a show. <laughs> You ever heard of a show? You ever been to a concert? So it was a little show concert for 30 days, and it was like the last day, and the surprise guest was Nicki Minaj. So I had to go there because I was doing social work. (laughs) Because I'm a registered social worker. I have been hearing things, so. 
I was doing social media work, <laughs> what a trigger word. which is a two, it was a very different thing. I went to go capture content, and so when I got there, I was like, hi, I'm here, texting this person named Sky, and then so Sky, beautiful girl, came out, and I was Ooh. like, oh my God, you're my age, it feels like, and you're also super dope and chill because I thought it was going to be like, here's what you have to do. Here's the talking points. You got to do this. Make sure you capture that, this and this and that. And then I was like, then we ended up just like gabbing and having a great time and then ended up being really close friends. No, yeah, you're like family to me. (gasps) Oh my God. Yeah, that's why I think it's so cringy that we met on a job because I'm like- But that's hilarious. We should probably have a better story. I think that's the best story. Like Bumble for Friends. I've tried to sign into Bumble for Friends and I got no matches. So I signed back <laughs> you out. You have friends. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we can always need, have more, right? Yeah, you're right. You ever been on Facebook? Stranger's just the best friend I haven't met yet. <gasps> in my opinion. Wow. Yeah. Be- can we go get tattoos of that? You know you and I will. Yes. Yeah. Oh, another fun fact about Sky is we have a matching tattoo, and I don't have a matching tattoo with anyone else in the world. Isn't that crazy? I hope you're catching that kissing sound. Wait, this where's is me yours? Kissing you. The same one? Same arm. Same, same. So if Sky oh and I sit or stand next to each other, our tattoos line up. It's it's cutely. I'm dumb. not crying. You're crying. <laughs> cute times not more. No, it really is cute. And actually, we didn't even think about that. The other day, we were at a birthday dinner, and we were sitting next to each other. Yeah. And kind of just looked down, and we were like, wait, Loki. We look like we planned to be like, when we stand next to each other, they like hold hands. Yeah, they hold hands. <laughs> it's really cool, though. I really like It's a physics equation. A lot of people have seen it on Instagram or Twitter, and they're like, is that, a phys- is that gravitational potential energy? And I'm like, Ooh. yes. <laughs> Which, like, thank God, because if we would have gotten it wrong, mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, I would have obviously taken it off. Your tattoo. Yeah. If it was a wrong equation. What does taking it off mean? Get it lasered off. Oh, removing, tattoo removal legitimately. (laughs) Sure, sure. I think social media is social work, so I don't know anything. (laughs) I would have just had my tattoo taken off. I'm like, "Mm, teach me that. I've got some bad ones for sure. (gasps) How how many do you have? Oh, man. Um, More than my mom wants me to have. (laughs) I would That's say probably good. like 20. That would be one for me. Yeah, no, seriously. Actually, my mom was way more furious about my nose ring than she was really? about my tattoos, which is just like oh, actually like a face thing. I, yeah. I think maybe it could have been the facial thing, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, this can come out. This leaves. True. Right. I can't just take off my tattoos unless you're making Unless you're me <laughs> and you just take them off. Yeah. But she literally like lost her mind over my nose ring. So I had an eyebrow piercing, and first of all, gross. What? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's off brand. It was ew, it was so bad. I had red hair, fire engine red hair and an eyebrow piercing and I don't know what I was going through but my mom hated it. I I went away like in the middle of the day around a holiday so like she couldn't get mad of where I was going and I came back and I was like I had bangs and I covered my eyebrow piercing and she like moved my bangs and saw it and I was like I'm 18 what can you do? And she was like not really anything but I don't like it. And I was like wow. That still hurts. Yeah that hurt hurt more to be honest. Yeah definitely. I don't know why I put it that in my face at all. It was not cool and not cute and Still gross. A hole? I definitely have a little bit of a, a demi dent. It's dumb. Don't just a tip. Don't get your <laughs> eyebrow pierced. Whoever you are. Also, lip piercings. You think they're cool now, and they aren't. I wanted a Monroe, which I do think is kind of cute. Oof. But I wanted like a lip piercing, and so did like a couple ex boyfriends of mine. They're not cute on anyone. I don't mm-hmm. think. So if you have a lip piercing, I'm sure you're a great person, but you're going to regret it in a little bit. <laughs> kind of like getting bangs also. <gasps> 
I'm triggered. Yikes. I have bangs in my face right now. No, you do not. They're pushed back. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell them they look sexy. Yeah, I know. Tell them they look sexy. Um, no, you don't have front bangs at all. You just have like baby layers. Baby layers? There. This is a fridge. <laughs> I think bangs are the curtains of the face. I draw them back. You're right. They're not as crazy. I used to have straight across bangs. No, totally. I've been through so many bad hairstyles. How and old I- were you when you had straight across bangs? I mean, 25. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> but they were fringy. What's the difference? No, fringy is different. You mean like blunt, like oh, you mean yeah. like like Zoe Deschanel? Yeah, I was just gonna say, just like oh, new girl bangs. Yeah, I could never do that. And like that, I would say is probably at the list, like top of the list of things that like I feel like I've heard through the grapevine that boys don't like, but they never say. Like oh, alongside yeah. red lipstick or maxi skirts. I've heard that too. Ma- maxi skirts. Dude, I'm dying. I feel like boys hate maxi they skirts. They do. Or but maxi like, anything. High-waisted things, I feel like boys hate. I That's heard that too, too but like that is, that is way too bad for boys. Totally. I will only wear high-waisted stuff. No, completely. So sorry. It just makes I you have, feel more snatched. I have heard about the red lipstick thing, and I think I, that's interesting because it's like, it's really cute. I used to wear red lips all the time, and, and I would still kiss people. I was like, oh, get over it. Yeah. But now I won't. I don't kiss people. She, not even people that wanted to kiss her. She just <laughs> I would just go up and kiss people. Red, uh, you're committing with a red lip unless it's True. a liquid lip. Anyway, time to take some questions. People write into us in our email, and we do our best to give our advice, what we should do, what we could do, what we have done, and what we regret. Hopefully we can help them with any of our anecdotes. Are you ready to help Sky Dickinson? Yes. Sing us a yes. Oh. You don't yes. Know Amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> She runs so, with it. All right, Irene, let's harmonize. One, two, three. Yes. Ooh, that was not I think we went work. for the same tone. Let's try again. I that's what you're supposed to do. No, harmony, <clears throat> you tell me if I'm wrong, isn't harmonizing being on the same note but one octave or one octave higher or lower? <laughs> not, te- no. Oh, so basically when you're harmonizing, you're kind of like building a chord together. Ah. So you would say, like, let's say you pick a note. Irene could pick, pick a note? third or the I fifth. pick this one. Ah. Okay, yeah, you pick that one, and then you... Uh, I mean, yeah, try. Okay, one, two. But commit. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. Oh, no, I got nervous. <laughs> I can try, but I don't know if I can commit to anything. When you're, like, learning how to harmonize, like, I feel like... What's a chord? Super... <laughs> First of all, what's a chord? What um, is a note? Um, what's in a name? Anyway, if you're, like, starting... <laughs> if you're starting to learn how to harmonize, okay. I feel like the biggest thing that I feel like beginner singers do is they slide up to meet somebody at the note that they're at but really like hold your note yeah hold your own at the end of the day even if it sounds totally garbage just blame it on it being a jazz chord or something and you'll be (laughs) fine (laughs) you're like no that was creative intention i'm done oh my god i love creative okay ready did you remember remember your note Uh uh-huh okay one two three Yes. Oh, I thought we were saying yes. <laughs> yes. Why would we? Why would we say yes out of nowhere? What? I am. <laughs> Wait, I'm actually dead. Here, sing a note and just stay on it. Oh, I could never stay on anything. <laughs> Okay, wait, I'll try my best. Can you tell me what, well, first of all, my voice is <clears throat> crappy right now. Can you tell me what note this is? <laughs> I would need to have perfect pitch to tell yes? you what note it is. Okay. I'm nervous. Why? Okay. You actually have a good voice. No. Fun fact about Megan Batune. Stop. Just a quick tangent. Megan can actually sing little ditties. No. No, for sure you can. Real quiet, like a I've mouse. heard you in your car, like, <laughs> singing along to things. You accidentally harmonize all the time. I have heard that, but I have no idea. I want to know how. Well, if you're already, like, doing it naturally, I feel like if we were to sit down and be like, let's dig into this, let's make you be able to harmonize, you probably could really do it in, like, a second. Plus, you're a musical person. I'm too nervous, though. 
I'm bad. I'm nervous to be bad at something, and that's why I don't Oof, try new things. That is actually very real. Every time I get insecure <laughs> in the studio, I'll wrap up a sentence by going like, "You know what I mean?" Like at the end, <laughs> just to like imply that it, oh, it was just an example. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not done. I'll or, do it again. Or like whatever. Like it, we don't have to do that. Yeah. Something right. like this. Yeah. Sorry, that sounded horrible, but like, you get the idea, right? <laughs> Freaking out at the end. Okay. Carry let's you. hold our notes. We can say yes <laughs> if you want. I don't know why you wanted. <laughs> Because that's what she said. Okay, wait. Just Affirmative sing a note. chorus. <laughs> sing a note. Just sing your yes. Uh, I can't sing a yes, but no. <laughs> You're like, I'll sing no. I'll no. sing no every day. Wait, we'll sing yes together. I can't sing. I can't even say the word yes without feeling stupid. I know, so real. I, Anthony Porosky is personally victimized. Who knows Anthony's full name? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, you just really went for that. Is that how you say his name? I thought they all just gorgeous, had first gorgeous, names. Gorgeous. Oh, well, Tan France, of course. Tan France, Tom Jonathan France. Van Ness, Coromo Brown, and Bobby Brown. Oh, they, they have the same last name? Bobby Brown is his name? <laughs> that seems like he took Oh, a- Bobby Burke. Sorry, yeah, okay. Bobby Burke. <laughs> and the makeup artist. Yeah, I was like, and also her. <laughs> okay, here's my note. Uh, mm. uh, Wow, wow. Actually, if you would have really ran for that, we could have made something really beautiful. Wow. That's what everyone said in every relationship of mine. (laughs) If you would have just committed to that. (laughs) This could have been something good. Just hold it. Just go and stay on the note. One, two. Believe in yourself. You're worth it. I can't do that part. Okay. One, two, three. Oh, I'm nervous. (laughs) Okay. (gasps) (laughs) That's That's your note. Oh, Oh, yeah. We'll do this off air because I'm getting embarrassed. (laughs) It's okay. We'll have practice later. Singing lessons with Sky. Do do do. Cringe. <laughs> Here goes question number one. So I've been dating this girl for the past two months, and I'll admit it. I'm crazy about her. I've taken your advice on communication and honesty, and with her, it's been a great learning experience. The issue I'm having is that I am dealing with insecurities and looking for reassurance on our still early relationship because she has so many guy friends and works in a predominantly male industry, sports media. We've talked about it, and she wants me to work on my insecurity. Any advice on how to become less insecure and needy? From in love but want to be better. Oh, what's something that you wish you were actually good at, that you are actually bad at? Probably singing. Yeah, I'm trash. Really? Mm-hmm. I think it'd be so cool to be able to sing. <laughs> Me too. But you can dance. That's not the same. What? What's dancing going to do for you? So many things. <laughs> no, but like, there's an expiration date on your body. There's an expiration date on your voice. It's like, I don't know, I saw a voice coach the other day, not a voice coach, a voice doctor, who I was... Going in because I was feeling my throat, like, kind of, I just felt like the tops and bottoms of my range were starting to fall off. And so I was like, hey, am I sick? Like, is something going on? And she was, like, going through, like, she put the thing in my throat and, like, checked it out. Wait, what did she put in your throat? Like, um, uh, camera. Anyway, yeah, so she put the camera down my throat and she was like, no, like, you're good. And I was like, well, yeah, I feel like, you know, like said it very matter-of-factly, which was dumb of me, but I was like, when you get older, you know, you just lose the tops and bottoms. Oh, my God, and blah, blah, blah. 25. And she was like, well, I was like, when I was 18, I could hit this, and it was crazy and full, and now I feel like I could never even pretend to do that, like 0%. And she was like, well, that's not a thing, actually. You can still do that. You're just not taking care of your voice. And I was like, cool, uh-huh. actually, that is more convicting of feedback, because now I'm like, I can still do that, but I can't, you know what I mean? Well, like, if you take care of yourself, can. it sounds like you could, right? Yeah, but... How I don't do you know. take better care of your voice? That's the thing. I was like, do I just no, don't oversing, I guess, would be the main thing. But I don't know. What'd she say to it's do? Just a sidebar. Uh, like a bunch of gross, like nasal rinse and like like <laughs> weird vocal things. I don't mm. even know. 
Wow. Yeah. Allergy medicine and stuff. What's something that you wish you could do better? Like something you're actually really bad at that you're like, this would be so good if I could do this. What's the thing that is the biggest? I'd probably say like dancing. Really? Yeah. Is your singing? Yes. I think Freaky sing- Friday, let's switch. Oh my God, if I had your voice. If, I, if you had Sky's voice for one day, what would you do? I would just sing the whole day. That's just for yourself? I, well, you know what? I'd probably like meet up with Juliet and sing with her and record a song so that I could always have it immortalized. <laughs> That's really nice. So you really do it for yourself. If I woke up with Sky's voice, I would do a cover of every single song ever made. <laughs> and then I would release them me. once a week. <laughs> That's for the smart. rest of my life. For the rest of my life. <laughs> I, actually, another thing I think I would be, I should get better at in general that you're super good at is freaking working out. <laughs> I like don't know what to do when I'm in the gym. I feel like such a lost lamb. I'm like, okay, somebody like tell me what to do with the things that are here because I feel very overwhelmed. YouTube videos that even kind of freaks me out. A little bit. Why? I don't really know. There's so many like what I really learned from is doing. Uh, they have like meal plans and workout plans and you can like print what's going on. Like here's the exercise number one. Here's how to do it right and do this many reps of that. It's really helpful. I need that. At least we can honestly say that between the three of us, there's a myriad of super interesting things and we can just pull from each other. Anyway, back to better guy. Yeah, he wants to be a better guy. Yes. (laughs) This is not about us. (laughs) It's about him getting better. How do we make him feel better? Because it's really he just feels insecure and needy because they're having a great relationship and they're having good communication and honesty but he feels insecure what's okay here's the thing though about insecurity is we all have it and we all forever will but (laughs) and that's the end but i guess the the thing here which i i know that irene and i have talked about this before is like having a guy dating a guy that has a bunch of girlfriends we're like no 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 and it's the same on the reverse side from from how he writes is she has many guy friends and works in a very male dominated field so how does he deal with being a secure boyfriend when she is in such a field with a lot of men. You're in a field with a lot of men, Sky. Like, what's that like? I'm in a field with a lot of men. <laughs> just just scarecrows? <laughs> yeah, like, where am I? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I think I've had to, like, let people go, LOL, work analogies. I've had to, like, move on <laughs> from relationships that where they were uncomfortable with me being in a male-dominated space, like, whether that be music or whatever, mm-hmm. just because the insecurity, it's it really is, like, not healthy at all. But I will say that you're completely right. Like, if, does she have the equal amount of female friends? Yeah. Well, that's interesting because when I was in high school, I had only guy friends. And mm-hmm. I never knew that it was a weird thing. Every boyfriend that would come to me would be like, I don't really like how many guy friends you have. And like my best friends would be guys. And I'm like, these are the people that I get along with. And I think kind of everyone in this room, we kind of get along with males a little bit more because we are very kind of like have a tomboy edge to us. So I was like, this is just who I get along with better. I, I can't like really relate to girls at this age. And they were just like, you're just you're a flirt. I don't believe you. These people are in love with you. And I was like, no, no, no. And it turns out they all ended up being into me. Right. So like, that's what I'm feeling for, for this person totally. that just wrote us in. I'm a little bit nervous that I don't want that to happen to them Mm -hmm. but it is a possibility and I think that's where the insecurity is stemming from so like what could he do in order to feel a little bit more secure aside from communication aside from being like am I the right one for you how are you feeling like what's what could he 
ever do. I kind of want to know, like, more things. Okay, I'll give you answers that I would give. (laughs) Because it sounds like he's writing about a girl that was kind of like me. So I'll give you my 17-year-old answers. Ask me everything. I identify with this girl as well, TBH. (laughs) If if this is not how your girlfriend is, I apologize. But this is a, a situation. Ask me questions. I am 17. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. LOL. Maybe this is hypocritical to say because maybe my first gut reaction isn't always just to do this, but I feel like have a conversation if you're actually threatened by something actually for real, Mm -hmm. but keep yourself in check. Like a lot of times it's like you're super threatened by something that might not actually be a threat or like you're insecure about something that's actually not a a thing and how do you redirect your offenses to Mm -hmm. like focus on what's actually the real thing at hand. But, I mean, if something happens or, like, if you feel like somebody's getting too close, then you could just ask and be super respectful and nice about it. Like, there's no – I feel like there's no shame in asking. Yeah, not at all. I wonder if there's anything really there that he's insecure about except – aside from them being a bunch of guys. Like, is there something that has happened that made him feel like there's a reason to have a conversation? Or is it a personal insecurity? And if it is, what can we – what advice can we give him to become – less insecure and needy. I mean, the needy thing, that's easy to, like, pull away from. Just kind of find something that you really like to do mm-hmm. and put your effort into that yeah. whenever you're not with her so that you have something already going on. You don't need her for everything. Yeah, definitely. And I think be as direct as you need to be and, like, keep yourself honest. Like, th- that's a really good point. Like, be your own distraction in the sense where, like, you should find your own thing to do and, like, invest your time into that. And, like, it's not – she's not being rude, right, by, mm-hmm. like, having this life – and by existing, I don't know her, granted. But, like, it's like she's existing and she's doing her thing. And if she works in a male-dominated industry, then that should be respected. And that's just how it is. So you just have to be cool with yourself. Yeah. Um, how Like, obviously, way easier said than done. But I've totally been this girl. Um, and I've seen it go where the boy does admit liking you. The boyfriends do admit liking you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what do I do here? Or they're really just your friends and you're just frustrated that somebody is annoyed that you're hanging out with them, right? Yeah. So there's both. What's the threshold of being too needy? Like, if this dude is needy, that means he cares a a certain amount. Totally. But, like, where's the line of being too needy? Like, how... I know it's different for every single relationship, but if it's, like, a girl, like, it sounds like we were these girls back Mm -hmm. then in a... Or for me back then, in a male-dominated place... How do we, I don't know, when I first started dating somebody like in a serious way for the first time in so long, Mm. that reason why it took me so long was because I was dealing with so much internal things, internal warfare, some like self-realization things that needed to happen. And so I felt like I had this box of like my house, my job, my car, my life, and it had a little bow on top and music and singing and everything was totally kosher and then you start seeing somebody and you're just like whoa and you flip and it's almost like you discover this second box of like in the cobwebs has a lock on it has so (laughs) many layers like the most dense thing ever and it's a piece of you so you want to figure it out and you're going to be proactive in figuring it out Mm -hmm. but like she could even potentially be hanging out with a bunch of different people because she's afraid of totally pushing herself off the ledge to be down for this person. Mm-hmm. Like, she could be holding back because there's a lot of self-realization things. Or she's not holding back at all, and she's just an independent woman who's trying to do her thing and run her lane. And, like, I almost feel like as women we're raised to be told that our relationship should be a piece of our identity and a piece of our life in this super insane way. But in reality, I almost so feel like the relationship should be the accessory 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it should almost be like, it's an addition to you. You choose it, you know? Right. Like, it, it actually makes you better. And when you lean into it, it makes you better. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's everybody's giving to each other. And you're actually putting yourself first by being in the relationship. But so much of the way that we are, like, told as kids, like, things are supposed to be is very, like, find yourself a man, make a home. Right. Like, all these very pressured things with marriage and with kids and with your home and all these things. And I don't know, I just had like a really life-changing conversation with somebody about this like 48 hours ago, so it's hot (laughs) off the press, but I don't know. I feel like if this guy Mm -hmm. is like, oh, a piece of me is not feeling totally fulfilled, then a part of me just wants to say, pivot. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think there's a missing piece of him because he's insecure about something that we have no idea. Like there's nothing here that makes it seem like he should be insecure. Like, he's not saying she's been dating other right. guys or she doesn't do this or X, Y, or Z. He's just like, I think I might be needy and insecure. And in that situation, I agree with you completely. Yeah. Like, just knowing that the relationship shouldn't be your entire identity. Yeah, It should be part of you, but not all of you. Yeah. And I think if you have your own stuff that you're going through and working on and you can be there for her when she needs you, mm-hmm. you guys can spend your outside time together, but, like, because I've been in that relationship. I mean, we all have friends that have gotten to a relationship and then stop being your friend. I would say a tip for this guy is to focus on yourself. You can still obviously yeah. be with this person. But if you're focused on you, getting better, figuring out what you want as one person because it's always going to be you in the end, then you can give whatever extra time you have to her and then you won't be needy. Hopefully you'll be more secure with yourself so yeah. that will fix both of these problems. Yeah. And what's that phrase, youth is wasted on the young? Like, if you're dating and you're young, like, just make sure that by focusing on yourself, you're prioritizing having a good time. Yeah. Like, so often we're, like, doing this thing where it's, like, filling this void and we're, like, well, I don't, I can't imagine my life without them because they do so much for me and it's, we're, like, this functioning partnership. It's, like, no. When you're this young, there has to be an emphasis on having fun. You completely lose yourself. Yeah, I think you should have fun in everything. That's, yeah. I mean, but it's really hard fun to. Fun fun. I feel, yeah, I feel like fun should lead in every situation, mm-hmm. even if it's something that you don't want to do. Totally. Because if, even if you don't want to do it, if you try having fun doing it, might be a better time totally. than moping around and having to do a chore. Yeah. Have fun. My voice Your is voice gone. Is... <laughs> 100% gone. Have fun. Okay, we did it. Question number two. I'm currently in high school and my parents are really strict. I remember you mentioning that you had strict parents growing up too, and I was wondering how you managed to get permission to do things, whether that's going out to events, dating, etc. I am not totally interested in dating right now, but I wonder if I had my parents' consent that I might then have the desire to. From Strictly Stuck. I feel... I've always wanted to date. I feel like I always want to be in a relationship. I want to, I always want to have a boyfriend, except for now. Now yeah, I love being alone. I, saying I've it like always, being alone. <laughs> Dark. I love it just being me meals for one. <laughs> oh my God. When Irene first started working with me, I would have like lean cuisines every day because I didn't want to cook because I didn't know about like the meal kit delivery services yet. I was just like, this is this the easiest. <laughs> I was like, this is the easiest thing to do. Pop a lean cuisine in. Two minutes later, I have it. But like, so I would like be putting waters in the fridge and be like, what are all these meals for one? <laughs> and I was like, they're my dinner. Lasagna for one. And it's like, oh, has man. anything ever been sadder than a family style dish designed for one person? <laughs> I, That's amazing. I've always been boy crazy, but yeah. I've, I've never, I've never wanted to be in a relationship like 
until I'm in them, then I'm happy for a bit, and then I immediately stop being happy. Sure, sure. But like <laughs> the I, day that we get together, <laughs> I'm unhappy. <laughs> but like I've always been boy crazy, and my parents, I think, always knew that I was, so they were real, real strict. Re- okay, so you you also grew up with strict parents. Oh, mama. What a, did you, Sky? <laughs> oh, mama, literally. <laughs> oh, mama. Uh, well, dark twist. <gasps> I didn't have a dad for the longest time, right? So. Um, uh, right? Yeah. Yes. So, right? Anyone? Anybody? Crickets? No? I don't have a dad now. Dark again. <laughs> Things are totally kosher now. Things are great. But at the time, it was just me and my mom. So I was the dad. So mm. in high school, I had no rules. It oh, was wow. just wild and free. <gasps> that being said, I was in a really sheltered environment. So I didn't even really know if I was trying to be bad. My, my like visions of, or my examples of being bad were actually like totally normal things. Just like a large fry. Like, I'm out late and I'd be like, I'm so bad. It's like, <laughs> what? With, with the lack of, of reins around you, but just like, because you are just such like a genuinely good person, like good hearted. And I think you have such a solid path that you're on. Did you find that you wanted to roam free and go out? Or did you like crave the restrictions of mm. I want someone to tell me to come home I want somebody to do this this and that for sure yeah <gasps> you want and I raise. honestly didn't even think about that until I got way older so I would mm. say I probably was like I was pretty boy crazy out of retaliation a little bit in high school for sure um and like you just don't know who you are like yeah I think you think you're so old when you're in high school but in reality you're an infant baby child yeah and you're like okay 17 I think I'm an adult I think I can yeah. like do things yeah you're so and there's this crazy the level of entitlement when you're like 16 years old that you're just like so confusing and so I actually like I, I was definitely boy crazy in high school but I really actually did wish my my mom would have put up some type of like not even rules, but more so just, like, giving a shit a little yeah. bit. Like, I think when I would speak, it wouldn't totally resonate with her. Like, I'd talk with her openly about boys, and she would literally just be like, da-da-da. So right. I think some of that would have been super awesome. Now, totally kosher. Both parental roles now, totally kosher. But um, in high school, it was boy crazy. And then I think right when, co- like, in the middle of college, I just had, like, some weird boy things happen where I was just like, oh, dang, like, these people are kind of adults. I'm dating older than me. Mm-hmm. I still feel like I'm super undeveloped. And I just shut down. So for the longest time, I just didn't date. Yeah, I, that's when I met you. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then when you started dating, I was like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, what's happening? <laughs> and, like, the first time I, like, actually felt my, like, heartstrings get tugged a little bit for a boy, like, oh. a long time ago now... I remember being so relieved. Yeah. Because I was like, man, I thought I really buried those. Right. Oh, good. You know? And so, like, when you, like, actually are, like, getting the text and you're getting giggly, you're actually like, oh, my gosh, Loki, seriously thought I was going to have some therapy moments with this. That's interesting, though. I am super opposite of you. My parents were extremely strict. Like, my curfew was, like, 9.30 on a Friday. And then, like, this person's writing and asking, like, going out to events and dates, like, lol.org I would never be able to go on a date Mm, like if a guy liked me I would have to have him come to the house while my mom was there while the sun was up and we couldn't be in our room we couldn't have the door shut obviously we we wouldn't be in the room be in the living room watching a movie my parents would also be like roaming around monitoring us and I, I mean events I went to prom but I had to ask like <laughs> totally I, and going to the mall like hanging out I'd go to the mall on like yeah. Fridays or whatever but like no I just totally. it's, it's hard to give any advice on this because I didn't I didn't have it yeah I had very strict parents which I'm super grateful for now 
Um, Me too. I had yeah. to be home every day at six o'clock so we could all have family dinner together. I love my dad it. It's kind of awesome. Like, even in the moment, like when I was 14, 15, 16, I did appreciate it. And I was like, I know that this is good, but I do just want to go out with my friends this one night. But I couldn't. Yeah. And that's the thing. And so like I, I appreciated it then, but I actually understand how important it was now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that if you, if Strictly Stuck does like just abide by her parents' rules and she's like, okay. I'll be home. I'll do this. I'll do this. I think that's going to make it much more mature and like a much more likely happenstance that when you do go up to them and you're like, hey, Mm -hmm. it's the first football game of the year. I would really love it if I could stay out till 10. I've been home the past six Friday nights. It would mean a lot to me. I think that like if you just go up to them calmly and like and you don't usually go out and you don't break their rules like they're going to they're they want you to have fun. They get that you're a person who's growing up like right I think that that would probably like bode well for you that's a great idea that's like not saying that this is comparable at all to jail but you know (laughs) (laughs) but you know like when you get arrested and then you get off on good behavior Mm -hmm. or whatever yeah 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 yeah, totally it's kind of like that 100% I think that's a really good idea but even if you're in this situation I think we can all agree like it means a lot. I think the reason why I am the way that I am is because how strict my mom was. Same. And like that and like growing up Catholic, I have a very like specific okay, moral compass. M- yes, moral compass. Exactly. And I, I think it's a really great thing to have really strict parents. So I agree. Even yeah. though you might hate it right now, I think Irene's idea is super good. Uh, but don't hate it at all. I yeah. mean, they care about you. Every parent, strict or not, only wants the best for their kids. That's why they like push you into the things that they did because they think that's the only way to do it. They don't know like the new things now. I don't know what the new trend is. They don't know what the new way of being an adult is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like be a good person and talk to your adults like adults and see where you can get with that. Yeah. yeah. I, totally I also agree. think that um, by doing that, It'll, like, develop your foresight a little bit in the mm-hmm. sense where it, when you're a parent, mm. when, when you get married, when you have kids, when you progress into those stages of life, I think, at least with my homies who had really strict parents, they're, like, so much more dialed in the approaches they totally resonated with and the ones that they totally don't yeah. resonate mm-hmm. with. Like, I know for me, like, there are certain things that I absolutely know I will do with my children someday. Like what? Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, I yes. know yes. that I hate <laughs> Oh, that actually kind of worked. No, it didn't. <laughs> but anyway, I think my parents or my mom was super gnarly with me about taking piano lessons. And then I just complained oh, to yeah. no end about hating them. Mm. First of all, my piano teacher was a chain smoker and she was crazy, but... From the chain smokers? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Really cool. Really, really She cool. was a chain smoker. <laughs> Baby, mommy. Anyway, she... Um, yeah, my piano teacher was not my favorite person. I just complained so much. And I was just a little baby child who was freaking out about having to like go to classes after classes, basically. Yeah. And I just know that at least going into college... I would have loved, loved to have been better at piano. Wow. It would have seriously progressed so much for me. It probably would have developed my confidence as a musician so much more. Right. I probably would have released music sooner. Mm-hmm. Like, so many different things. And, yeah, there would have been, like, kicking and screaming. But I'm pretty positive that my kid will have a leg in sports and a leg in music their entire life while they're under my roof. Like, I know that it seems crazy, but, like, 
I was kicking and screaming the whole time, and I totally understand like the woes of that. Like that's obviously hard. Just watch your kid be like, "No, I hate my life." But yeah. like of something that you love so to do, <laughs> much value. And like if they don't like it, they can switch to guitar. They can switch to something else. But I just think there's so much value in actually being like committed to something mm-hmm. so much that like when you're done and you're like an adult, you can totally pick which way you're going. But at least you have like the development, right? And you had those life experiences. And like I think there's even something to be said about maybe with my kids, like. If I put my kid in a soccer league and they're, like, going to practice and doing life, I'll probably try and find an adult league. Oh, my God. And we'll go at the oh same time. And then when we come home, it'll be like, oh, I'm so bummed I have to go to soccer practice. They're like, yeah, me too. And it's, like, together. Oh, my gosh. I've never heard something so You know cute. what I mean? Like, That's I honestly think that idea. that credibility is what's missing. Like, they're like, well, you have to do it. And they're like, why? Right. You're not doing it. Yeah. You know? Quick interjection here. One time, my mom made these fish sticks that were god-awful, <laughs> but they were really, really bad, whether they were expired or not fish. And I remember my sister and I were we were eating dinner, and it was, like, so trash that we didn't eat it. And my mom was like, why aren't you guys eating the food? Like, you can't do anything until you eat your food. And we were like, mom, like, we can't eat it. Like, it's <laughs> inedible. Like, we're – and we, I think I was crying because I didn't want to eat these fish sticks. <laughs> <laughs> the drama. And so my mom walked over and then ate a fish stick and she like profusely started apologizing to us because they were like rotten, frozen. Like it was like really, really bad. So I like that that yeah. you're doing like a mom, like the credibility thing. Because like yeah. my mom ate the fish stick because she was like, what's going on? I'll do it. If I can do it, you right. can do it. And she couldn't do it. And neither <laughs> yeah. No one could do it. Right. And you were probably so much more endeared to her in that moment. You're like, yeah, keeping it real, mom. Yeah. Keeping it real. For sure. That's so cute. Irene, what's something that you're going to do to your kids that you really liked that either that you liked from your childhood or that you learned that you didn't like from your childhood? That's a really good question. Um, definitely family dinner for sure. That's really cool. For well, you can cook, sure. so low key cheating, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dad could cook too. Well, that's also that's the thing. Too strictly stuck. The reason that I loved family dinner so much was because it was also like super inclusive. Like my dad was like, "You can have your friends come over, just like you're gonna be here." I love it. And so, like, I 100% want to do that um, because you don't know how long you're gonna have your family around, and like. Mm-hmm. When you have those family dinners every single night, that's where you get these memories from is like if somebody does pass early, if somebody does like move across to a different country, like you're going to have 2,490 dinners to look back on and be like, okay, well, like at least I didn't like waste my time with them. Like family is forever. Family's forever. A family's forever. (laughs) And so it's important. It's like, so important to just like always and it's like such a cool thing to be like oh come over for family dinner and that makes your friends feel closer and that makes you feel closer with your family and like there's always there's going to be like inside jokes with your family just like builds a really solid thing Mm -hmm. and I think that that's like a big reason why my mom and I can talk about like anything now like there there's truly not a single thing in the world Mm -hmm. I don't think I could talk to my mom about Ooh, that's awesome and it's yeah it's really cool and it's because like I have so much this sounds so dumb to say about your mom, but, like, I have so much, like, history and background with her that, like... <laughs> She's known me since I was born. I, Can yeah. you believe it? Especially in the longest. And so it's just, like, it's so cool. So I'm 100% going to do family dinners. But if my kid's been to every family dinner for two months and they want to go, go. Go at see your Hashtag strictly stuck. Hashtag That's like Gilmore stuck. Girls when they keep going to Lorelai's mom's house. Mm-hmm. Is Lorelai's mom's... No, her name is not also Lorelai. No, it's Emily. 
Lorelai's right. dad's mom's name is Lorelai. Kimmy, what are you gonna do? Yes. I don't I really like family dinners a lot. I think that's super sick. I never we kind of had family dinners, but like I mean, I had divorced parents, so then it was like we had like so many dinners, so <laughs> I just eat all the time. So that's comforting to me. And I guess I wish we had a little bit more like family vacations or like we did things more like family field trips. That's yeah. a good one. I, good I would have loved to do that. Like, oh, we're going to learn how to do pottery today, kids. Like, like let's quirky go. stuff. Oh, my God. Cute. Yeah. That's I think great. Your kids are also going to be so good at doing stuff. I think they might like, because I'll make them. Yeah. <laughs> like Honestly, your kids yeah. going to be the kid in art class who's like finger painting like the water lilies. <laughs> love that. LOL. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. your kid is going to be mad gifted. <laughs> I wish that I wish I was put in some sort of instrument class. Is that was music instrument class? <laughs> we were too poor to do it though. So That's like, the thing about yeah. me too. Such a thing. We Such did, a thing. We played the recorder in school though. You ever yes, played ma'am. the recorder? Oh, for sure. That. Ooh, yeah. Doo, doo, it's pretty good. Oh, nice. Wow. I can't whistle. So it says in the. You can't whistle. No. Well, neither. Can I can I. only snap with one hand too. I can only snap with my ring finger though. That's I've actually noticed odd. that about you before. I feel really? like that's painful. It feels like you're going to snap your ring finger off. And on that note, we'll take a break. Sky is going to give us an extra piece of advice you can find on meganpatoon.com slash podcast, and we'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back. Before we go on to another question, I want to ask you about your music. Because you have, what, two singles out now. Is that yes, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Just put the second one out on my birthday, like, a week ago. Happy birthday. Yes. Happy song release day. Yay. We'll put a clip of that one here. Called Over and Over. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. Um, over and Over. Wow, this is cool. I didn't think I would be talking about this. Um, over and Over is a song that we wrote during Christmas of last year. Um, it's 
So the first single is a song called Across the Room mm-hmm. um, that it was super special. Like we knew the second we made that song, it was a special song and we'd probably release it first, which is wild since it's so Omega slow. Um, but we just went with our gut and it ended up being super amazing. But Across the Room is about like that instant chemic attraction between people, um, like the instant draw to somebody, I guess just blatant attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, like the song is about you see somebody across the room and you're just drawn and you're just like shook to your core about them. And then over and over is almost like a follow-up to that, but unintentionally. We wrote it a year after we wrote Across the Room. Um, It was kind of like all this dream that we'd had. Um, And over and over is a follow-up to that in the sense where it's more the intimacy factor. It's the middle, like it's that in-between ground before you're like super deep in a serious thing where things get confusing. It's that moment before confusion where you're just like, I'm riding for this. Yeah. and I mean, I mean, I guess writing for this and being some saying the phrase over and over is kind of like synonymous. Like you're actually just like giving so much and you're being so intimate and so emotionally invested in this person that you're just like free almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third song, we'll see. <gasps> we are going back and forth with a bunch of different names for the next song, but it's 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 more the confusion stage. Oh like my the gosh. lyrics to the next one is totally like where I resonate the most is mm-hmm. the like I feel like every song I've ever written is always like, I could get one text from a guy and I'm yeah. literally like, I'm gonna write a song about that text. Like, <laughs> just shakes me. Oh. But this one is probably gonna be more like the confusion side of, like that intro part to being in a relationship that you think might be serious and you're just like, what's happening to me? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't like this. And you, you, <laughs> me in every relationship. <laughs> what's going on? You this wrote is all so these? hard. Sky the band is made up of me and my two childhood best buddies i love that uh oh. david baca and brandon garcia um i was like brandon has no last name <laughs> and he just goes by brandon he's like share <laughs> um but they're unbelievable instrumentalists and engineers and just really solid people that when i was like 18 i had this crazy life thing happen um like a kind of like a medical scare with a really close family friend and it just shook me kind of realigned me and refocused me to be more focused on my music just at large and they were the two people who were like, we've been waiting for you to come to us with this. We've been waiting for you to almost like place this burden on us because it's not a burden. And for my, for me, it was all so fear driven, sure. like not making music and not walking into what I was supposed to be doing was absolutely fear driven. And they definitely were two super pivotal parts of me, like ripping that bandaid off and being like, OK, yeah, I'm made for this. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not singing, there's like a piece of me that's doesn't that's dying, and it's got to change. And they just were like, "We've been waiting for you to be this honest. We want to make this music with you." And they're just like ride or dies to the nth degree for sure. So we write all these crazy love songs together, and I here we are. It. Yeah, over and over is fun. That's amazing. Yeah. Good for you, babe. Thanks, moms. I love moms it. Plural. Stream it on Spotify. Everywhere. And Apple Music. Buy yeah. it on Apple I Music. I couldn't find it the first day. I was like, what else is anything like Spotify, Apple Music? What do we got? Google, Google Play. Play. Cerned Clerd. Cerned Clerd. <laughs> Ready to help another person? I love helping. Okay. Let's see if we can do it <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how helpful I am, but yeah. I'm 25 years old from L.A. and have a problem. Same. Same. <laughs> two years ago, I got out of a two-year relationship. When it ended, it tore me apart. But after a lot of work, I learned how to be happy alone, and it was amazing. Okay, now back to the dilemma. 
I am currently dating someone I met from school, and it's been about 10 months. It's very low-key and one of the most mature relationships I've been in. No games, no possessiveness. However, I recently had a business trip on the East Coast for two weeks, and I drunkenly texted my ex from two years ago Mm -hmm. and reminisced about our frequent trips to New York, and I said, I wish we could do it again one day, like an idiot. Next thing you know, he flies out to New York for four days and sets up all of these romantic plans and activities. This felt real and genuine. Alas, New York ended. We are back to reality in California. I'm now on a break with my current boyfriend because I told him what happened and he understood and is giving me time. But let me tell you, that drunk text was either the best or worst thing I've ever done. He asked me if we can try again. If I, yeah, this is so much for my body to handle. <laughs> yeah, seriously. If I want to follow my heart, it will always be him. But if I want to follow common sense, my family and friends' approval, and probably every sane person's advice, it can never be him again. I just honestly don't know what to do. I know what I should do, but I also know what I want to do. What would you guys do? From Stuck in Love. This is a lot. Dot, dot, dot. Where do we even begin? Dude. Why did they break up? That's, That's what, what I, I need to know. Because if it's broken up by... What? Do you have the answers? No. Oh. <laughs> she's like, well, I've contacted her and she's on the line. <laughs> do you have the answers? I wanna... Yeah. I, I just think it seems as though he was possessive and he was... And he did play games that his, her parents and friends didn't like him probably because of obvious reasons. Oh, That's why I... She has context clues. <laughs> I went to fifth grade and got a four on the test. A four? Yeah. You get numbered? Well, in in uh, California school systems, it's like you get a one, two, three, or four in it, English math and stuff. What? In elementary school. Did you have that too? I have literally no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> in schooling, in elementary school, like a report card, you'd have numbers? Yeah. What did you get? Not that. Then again, you had, like, I satisfactory. have a violent tendency to forget my childhood. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway. I'll see a photo and I'm like, that's not even me. My mom's like, girl, that's for sure you. <laughs> Your mom's like, girl, girl call She's like, girl, what? Because, like, I think I had, like, satisfactory or unsatisfactory, like, oh, okay. in the elementary school. Well, no, words things. Yeah, like, like, excellent. Or oh, okay, well, maybe. Mind. Lost again. So, okay, <laughs> I definitely didn't have numbers until, like, the SAT. That's crazy. I never took the SAT. Do you ever take the ACT? Is that the nope. one in color? I cheated on the ACT. <gasps> How? <laughs> gasp. Clench <laughs> my pearls. And that was a gasp that wasn't me. So many people are like, Megan gasps too much on the pod. Oh, no. That was a gasp. sky gasp. <laughs> <laughs> me and you both, I feel like our conversations are like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah. We just are out of You're air constantly always. Constantly inhaling yeah. and you never exhale. <laughs> but yeah, no, I took the ACT. I was like, man, that was high school was so like so fun. I would do it all over again, but it was so hard. And so I remember sitting down the ACT and I was like, bro, I don't know anything. Did you look at, did someone give you the answers or did you? It was just like how little kids cheat on tests. It was like I was peeping. Oh, you peeped. Yeah. For sure. One yeah. time in a math, I was in um, pre-calculus and I was like, what? What? How were you in pre? You were in pre-calc. Yeah. Holy the shit! The surprise is mildly insulting. Yeah, I am. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, it's you only can insulting do because I can't count on no, my fingers. Now. I'm so sorry because I like barely got to stats when I was in college. Oh really? Oh yeah. What, how'd you cheat? So okay, so this was 11th grade, and it was this guy that had a, a like a Scooby Doo minivan, and he had like really long hair, and he was like super cool, but like really really smart. He was shaggy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he was super smart in like graphing calculators. We had to have, which is 
inane to me to make us buy a $300 laptop computer for a math problem. <laughs> no. Yeah. I can't co-sign this. Thank nice. you for hearing my math pun. That was good. It was a cosine oh, tangent pun. That's hilarious. You're such I'm a sorry. math hole. <laughs> anyway, so he put the uh, the answers in the graphing calculator because you can write letters. So he would like write the answers in the calculator and I would be like, I don't have a calculator. And then he gave me his calculator. I only did it one time and I didn't even take all the ones because I felt so guilty. Christian guilt. Real. <laughs> For four years, I felt like I was still enrolled in a class, but I forgot where it was, and I was failing it. Mm. And I, like, it wasn't a dream. I was like... Wait, what was this? It, it was a, a couple years ago, or, like, when I was in college, but, like, dropped out to do step up four. And then after I did it, I was like, I think I might still be enrolled in this class, and I think it's affecting my GPA. Like, I was, like, for a long time, oh, I was freaking man. out that, like, I don't remember where the class was, and I don't re remember what it is. And I do have dreams about it, too, still, that I, like, don't know where my next period class is, and everyone, it's a big stairwell. And I, it's a recurring dream that I have, and I'm trying to get to this class, but I can't remember which floor it is and what, and what room it is. And I'm like, I need to get here because I haven't been here in, like, four months, but I, I know I'm really close. Mm -hmm. Whoa. It's a tragic dream. That's making me nervous. Yeah. You're a school person? Oh, no, I hate school. Oh, okay. I, I would have never taken that. <laughs> no, as I like, hate school. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. I just was okay at it. So it's like, yeah. Okay. If you guys were school professors or teachers, what would you teach? What subject would you teach? Are we college or? Um, great school. question. You're in high school. You're a high school teacher of what subject? Oh, drama teacher for sure. For sure. Wow. Uh, like, but not drama, I'd say more like a music teacher. Right, and yeah. I would be an art teacher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So real. This would yeah. be so much such fun. a good art teacher. So we'd all get fired because <laughs> those don't exist as long in as schools we're in anymore, sure, thanks. Sure, sure. The arts don't exist? No. Dude. My drama classroom was like six fold-out chairs and a plank. Mm -hmm. Dude, lots of public schools are going through a lot of like really compromising situations for the arts department. That's what I hate. It's that. not okay, yeah. Because especially like if you're me, you literally look at math and you're frozen with anxiety. Except like, when it's on your arm. Except for the gravitational except potential energy. This gravitational potential energy on my arm. <laughs> except for I'm a physics genius. Anyway. <laughs> but like, yeah, like you see math and you're like, absolutely not. But mm. then you go to music class and you're like, I'm liberated. I could come to school every day. Right. Like kids aren't getting that everywhere right now. Right. Yeah. So we'd all be fired. I feel like I keep making things dark, which is so not me as a person. <laughs> We'd all get fired. Yeah. We'd all get dun, fired. Dun, dun. You're right. That's a good point. I think that needs to be talked about. No, 100%. And that's like, that's why I think instead of us being fired from these fake jobs that we gave ourselves. <laughs> We're like outraged by yeah. our. <laughs> we <laughs> joined like, the teachers union. Yeah. Like if it means so much to us, which it does, like we can make a change in that way. And like, that's what I'm super into because that's what I. That's truly, like, if you want to do something, believe in yourself enough to do it because mm -hmm. if you either don't do it or don't believe in yourself, you're wasting whatever talent that you could have. Mm -hmm. Well, you're wasting whatever you could impact somebody's el somebody else's life with what you were given. Yeah. Believe in yourself and do it. That's why I'm so happy yes. you're making music. Yeah. Gonna make a change. Hey. Hey. In my I can't back you up because my voice is trash. I can't back you up on a beat. <laughs> she rips it. Trash. <laughs> I'm Here sorry, I can't sing. Ooh, runs nice. with it. Please. <laughs> okay, there's so much to unpack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not on the schooling system. <laughs> this girl's like, why are they talking about art class? <laughs> She's like, back to me, ladies. <laughs> and back to stuck in love. They're, okay, so let's go from the top. It seems like it was not a good relationship, but you seem like 
you might still be in love with this dude. Because if you're drunk text, who you drunk text is so telling. Oh, mama. It's, it's more telling than what you say. It's the fact that you want to reach mm-hmm. out to this yeah. person. That's such a good point, Megan. Wow. I feel like we're in church right now. You're saying things. We're like, yes. <laughs> I've been saved. Yeah. That's Everyone, good. That's good. Everyone put your arms down. It's fine. But truly, like, so you drunk texted him. She mentioned, like, I missed when we were in New York together. See, that's opening up so many cans of worms. Also, cans of worms, why that saying? Because they know. all wriggle out and die if you open it too soon. A can? Uh, wh- when you, I might be really dumb, but when have you ever bought a can of worms? To go fishing. Oh. Can't relate. <laughs> I will say that unpacking idioms, though, big fan of that. Oh, yeah. Big idiom fan. I am the worst. I am the absolute worst at all of them. That makes so much sense. One time my sister and I were fishing and she like reeled her thing back. It was, she like put her fishing rod all the way back to, to cast her fishing pole. And I was standing behind her and the hook, the fishing hook, got oh. stuck on the top of my foot and she was like yanking it. trying. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> this visual is scarring she, me. Oh, it scarred my and foot you. too. It was so bad. And she was like, why isn't going? And I'm in the oh. back like 10 feet behind her going, ah, ah, <laughs> Oh, How old are you? No. Oh my god, I, I don't remember. Maybe like 13 or something. Dear lord. It was so bad. I got so hurt as a kid. Hurt. I'm actually <laughs> dead. Yeah, so was my feeling in my foot. How did we get there from can of worms? Well, you see, we were fishing. Fishing, guy. Right, we were fishing. You're right. Okay, back to this girl again. She drunk texted her ex from two years ago, reminiscing about the, the field trips that they had to New York, to where the guy came to New York and set up all these romantic things. Obviously, you both aren't over it, is how it seems. Drunk texting is so dangerous in it, in and of itself. Because <sighs> when I only text the pers- the people that I like, that I am not supposed to like, when I'm drunk. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, but I want to. And usually I'm next to Irene and she goes, do it. Irene is like that Kermit meme where like I'm always like, with the maybe- tea? <laughs> No, not that one, the oh. one with the hood. Where I'm like, I shouldn't do this, right? And she goes, do it. And then I do it. Because it's awesome. (laughs) It's, I just think that there is something to review and evaluate about the relationship that you have with your ex-boyfriend here. Because the boyfriend that you have or you're on a current break from with right now seems very understanding and Mm -hmm. like dope as hell. Yeah. To give you time to like work through this is so mature and unlike any boyfriend I've ever had in my life. So like this is a really something to hold on to. However, my rebuttal to myself is if you don't feel the real, real uh, feelings for him, no matter how good he is to you, no matter how understanding is, even though those are very, very good qualities, if you don't have the passion in, like, that chemistry, I like, there's nothing to, to there's nothing to be said. You're going to always go for that. Or even if you don't go for that, you're always going to be thinking about going to that. Mm-hmm. When you were talking, my first thought was, like, I, it kind of feels like you're only remembering the good things about yeah, your true. ex. And, like, of course, you're going to be, like, it feels like a date on The Bachelor. Like, it's New York, you know? Like, you're totally smitten and enchanted by what you're doing. It's almost impossible to have a problem in that type of environment with somebody who you, like, have this crazy intimate connection with, and it's chemistry, would I guess would be the word. Like, yeah. you're just connected. You're kind of, like, not doing yourself any favors. Sure. Honestly, like, what I feel like friends have told me when I've, like, had these weird feelings about boy things in general, like, 
I, it might just mean you need to be like by yourself for a little. Like, you, maybe you need to, like, take a tick and, like, <laughs> love be, that. That's so dope. Like, honestly, maybe it's, like, you just need to think about you for a second. Right. Because right now it feels like you're getting this passion and this chemistry from your ex, but simultaneously you're getting the consistency and reliability and maturity from your current boyfriend. Right. It kind of sounds like there needs to be a middle ground. And you know what sucks is that that's so hard to communicate. And, like, yeah. it's so hard to, like, have the both. You're not just breaking up with one person at this point. Like, right now you're, like, <laughs> yeah. you're talking to both. But, like, the healthiest thing is, like, probably to just focus on getting your mind right. Yeah. And then you can reevaluate. If these two guys actually really love you enough to give you that space or, like, to fly to New York, both polars of this yeah, spectrum. Yeah, you must be amazing. Yeah, honestly, Loki, your goals. <laughs> so maybe, like, take, take a second and, like, figure you out, even though it's so scary that you could think about potentially being lonely. Right? Like, loneliness is such a looming thing. Oh, I love loneliness. But, like, no, like, <laughs> I don't know if you love loneliness. I think you like being independent. I love being an independent. <laughs> yeah, same. I also didn't say independent. I love being an independent. Is that a hustling, chasing dreams since I was 14? Okay. Okay. It's Macklemore. Oh, I was singing the one that was like old, like from like homecoming days. I N D E P E N D E. Yeah, what you know about me. Yeah. Yeah. Cheerleader. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How is that a cheerleading song? Oh, because we're about Megan. yelling. I mean, I mean, because we're spelling. <laughs> the two things cheerleaders do: yell and spell. Oh my gosh, cheerleaders do yell and spell. It sounds like a Megan tweet. That's so funny. <laughs> Thank you. Also, you love competitive cheerleading. Fun fact. I love. We talked about it. Well, yeah. It. There's nothing I love more than competitive cheerleading. For on my 25th birthday, one of my birthday gifts was to be in the Liberty, which is a stunt where people hold you up on one leg and you look like a little flamingo, putting your oh. leg in like a it's like a Liberty pose, and then your arms are in a high V. They're basically in fists up in the air. That was my birthday wish. Did and, you do it? And I did do it. Yep, I'll put it on the blog for the podcast, magmatuna.com/podcast. But I also want it for my next birthday. So I'm telling two of my best friends here. Next year, I want to be in another Liberty. But this time in a heel stretch, and that's when you hold your you heel. Up. How, how many things are you doing? No, I I'm do, I'm doing one thing. I'm standing no, this on is us that has to figure out how to make this dream come no, true. No, but no, no, no. My question is, you're already in the liberty. How do you also hold your heel? Well, so instead um. of your your knee being propped up in this like posse posse <laughs> posse. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be your your block. We no, are your, your base. Your base. Your base. Your yeah. base. <laughs> no, I don't trust you like that. I trust you in personality. I am sturdy <laughs> as hell. You I'm like 48 inches around, my guy. You need I'm technique. A tree. Have none of that. That's the thing. This is what I'm saying: is we need to practice. We need to get learned. Because we're gonna be, <laughs> we're, we're gonna, gonna get be, woke. Yeah, we need and to learnt. become aware of cheerleading so that we can give I'll her just, this liberty pose. I'll send you a, a YouTube video of how to do it. Don't roll Big your YouTube eyes. Like, I'm supposed to know. <laughs> Big YouTube I can also Canary. tell you how to do it. So it's this, but you're holding your foot. But I'm holding my foot, and it looks like I'm doing a, a split in the air. I'm like no. envisioning us at a local park trying to do no, this. No, there's there's pl- <laughs> <laughs> and we need a couple more people. We need four people. No, just us. Okay, well, I'm going. We I'm d- going down to the ground. Yikes! <laughs> um, rewind. I wanted to say something, and I forgot. I'm sorry. If Things I, I talked about: being alone, picking or taking time for yourself, so that you can figure out how you actually feel. Right. Okay. Mm. So she ends the message with, "I know what I should do, but I also know what I want to do." Oh, right. So here's the thing we like to do on the pod called "Should Do Would Do." She already knows what she should do. Mm-hmm. What would you do? 
what would I do? What would Irene do? Go around the room and say what we actually would do in this situation. If we drunk texted our ex, they came and flew to us, had this beautiful night, a couple nights, and then our current boyfriend's on hold because he respects us and wants to give us our time. Which is wow. Which is wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a cool dude. Yeah. That's so attractive. Mm-hmm. But in this situation, this happened to you. What would you, Sky Dickinson, do? What I do? I definitely think I would start with like seeking counsel. So I think the first thing would be like, you're smart for even sending this note, right? Mm, yeah. For, for honoring your friends enough to be like, give me your honest opinion. Like, yeah. what, like you know me to my core. You've seen me at my worst and my best. What, what do you think? What do you think about my previous relationship? Like this, all this history. How do you, like, how do we do that? Honestly, mm-hmm. this year, like 2018 for me has been a year of being super direct. Radical and honesty. And it has literally, wow, radical honesty is the name of my new autobiography. <laughs> but yeah, no, I honestly think that it's panned out so much and it's grown me so much and it's shown me who in my circle are people that are absolutely down, right? Like the people who respond to your ugliest things by saying thank you so much for allowing me to see that part of you mm-hmm. is like whoa so it sounds like current boyfriend is that person what do you think i if this if i was in this exact same situation it's great because like the should do i think we all know like having a conversation figuring out what's the best but like what i would do is probably try and see what's left of this this ex-relationship to see if there truly is anything there and seeing if he has any of these qualities that like current boyfriend may have because if the passion is there okay cool that's something that you can't find with everybody mm-hmm. other things like you could work with other people to be understanding and to work as a team so like that even though I think it's amazing and very, very hard to find, it's almost like both of these things are equally hard to find. Yeah, totally. Like, it's, it's in, to find one person that has both of these things, oh my gosh, marry that person on the spot. <laughs> the thing, though, they exist. Believe in yourself enough to know that somebody is going to be all of those things. Yeah, that's super true. So she's 25 years old, so okay. I, I'm very close to this age, so I feel like I'm I can be in this situation. I would explore this and see what's going on but I would still be like catching up and talking to this other person just being like are you okay this is what's going on like trying to this is like my ugly part though Mm. because I can't like make a decision when I like ever so it's like (laughs) I can't decide what I want to say right now so I would try and figure out what this other relationship has but I would still kind of like have this current one still there to see to almost like compare, which is like the worst thing to do, which is why this is like truly the most raw, yeah, like anything that I've ever said on this podcast. This is what I would actually do. And then once I like have both of those kind of figured out enough to like make a pros and cons list, I would make a pros and cons list. Like yeah. I've breaking up with people, my notebooks are full of like he did this. I don't like this about him, but he's also like this. Like there's pages and pages for whenever I start missing a person that I shouldn't miss. I open that notebook and go, oh, this is how I've been hurt by this and affected in a negative way. Totally. So like I I always bring it to the paper. Like if you don't journal, maybe start journaling. That really does a lot. It's like you're your own therapist reading back to whatever you just said. But so uh, that's what I would do until I had enough of conviction either way to make a decision, which is like the worst because I'm saying that I would be in limbo and that's the worst place to be. But that's what I would do. Not what you should do, what I would do. I think the list is super good point. Like that's a super good point. It's really smart. What would you do, Irene? 
It's okay. We're being radically <laughs> honest here. I know. Because she, she said she knows what she should do, and she knows what she wants to do. Right. So this is truly about what we actually would yeah. do. She does say, what would you guys do? So I, as I mentioned before earlier in the podcast, I've always been boy crazy, but I've never wanted to be in a relationship. And if I were her, and it sounds like she doesn't want to be in a relationship either, like, even though this guy is great, as we're all saying, like, wow, it's amazing that he's so understanding. And just like Megan's saying, like, or like we're all saying too, like, it's so great that you have this passion with this other guy. But I don't think you should be with either. I would immediately break up with both. You would, or you think she should? No, I would, 100%. You would. Okay. I would be like, oh, I did this to somebody who's really understanding and really great. Because, like, I mean, from what I'm gleaning, you did cheat on him, which is, like, not a good thing to do. She did? Well, she went to on a business trip when she was in the thing with him, wasn't she? Oh, right, right. I guess I missed that completely. Because, <laughs> yeah, because she was, uh, it's been about, it's been about 10 months, very low-key, most mature relationship, I recently had a business trip. I drunkenly texted my ex. I guess it was micro-cheating because she never said that they, like, slept together or anything. So they emotionally cheated, True, I true, guess. true. It sounds like she didn't have enough feeling for the second guy, her current boyfriend. Right. To not do anything with this guy. Because just like you're saying, she drunk texted him. Right. She wanted to be texting her ex. So, like, that's so fine. I've drunkenly texted a couple of exes. Everyone's exes. <laughs> yeah, exp- I've drunk and texted yours. Um, Yikes. What do you say? How is he? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I would immediately break up with both of them. And then what I would do is probably like retreat completely and find somebody else to occupy my time and give me attention. Like, nice. so genuinely, I'd be like, obviously, I don't care. This is me. Like, we pro- we didn't get enough from your email, I'm sure. But I would be like, oh, it's clear to me now that I don't care enough about my ex to be with him and make things work. And I don't care enough about the current guy to not drunkenly text my ex. So I'm not going to talk to either of you and I'm going to find somebody else because I still want to be wanted. Yeah, I'm wondering, though, if even if in that scenario you found somebody else to give you attention, wouldn't you, like, want the attention of the, the drunk text guy? I still would, for sure. But I think... I think me personally, I think my willpower would hopefully be strong enough to be like, I just can't because it seems like because I've been in a really possessive, really horrible relationship where I was like, it was fun and we were like best friends. But I was like, this is so bad for me that it's not even worth the missing that I'm going to have for the month and a half. I guess I keep forgetting that there's possessiveness and games because it. I, I'm getting stuck on the fact that she like really likes and feels a yeah, certain like way for this guy. But yeah, if it's if it was a bad relationship, it was a bad relationship. Like when mm-hmm. I was in high school, all of my friends and family hated my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And like for a good Same. reason. But I think that's yeah. cool. I think your perspective of the like passion and the enjoyment and the fun of it is like important to think about too because I'm getting stuck on the possessiveness the possessiveness part because I recently had that relationship and I'm like, oh, get get out. Like, yeah. get out. You have a chance to not mm-hmm. be doing it. Don't do it. Whereas, like, I'm not thinking about the super fun part of, like, wow, we're passionate, like, and it's great. Right. Because right. that is important. Like, j- th- just because I can't think of that right now, that's what I would do. But what you would do is important also. Yeah, I mean, that's in a situation where I had two people that were equally invested in me and almost like, hey, one or the other. Like, because there's definitely parts in the back of my head where I'm like, oh, there's, I have this, like, feeling for this one person, but I'll never even, like, 
go into that because I'm getting treated so well over here. Mm-hmm. So like, why? What's the point if I if I know that this is here? So I'm it's a little hypocritical because in like I can only think about it from a perspective of oh I have someone really really great here, but also like there's someone that I feel a lot for over here, That's- but they don't want me right now. So. Uh oh. Yeah, I don't even. I don't know what's more important at this point. I mean, like, it, I think it goes back to what Sky said. Is like there is a person that is all of it. Yeah, and, and maybe it's neither one of yourself. these. It's mm-hmm. a you thing now. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you're not married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're gonna commit your whole life to being in this relationship, like, know what you want, know which pieces from both you want, and then move forward and be confident in the fact that that person definitely, absolutely exists. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I think both are super valuable like I think for sure like you and I kind of said the same thing like yeah absolutely it's you time now yeah like it almost sounds like you're spreading yourself a little bit too thin yeah like you need to be this person who you're passionate for and that is understanding of you right I'm gonna interject with one tiny little fifth grade moment from a Megan Batoon childhood yes please so I went to this school called Chet's Creek Elementary is this too much information no that sounds beautiful <laughs> that sounds like it's next to a, like a pond no it sounds like Dawson's Creek it is oh yeah it does sound, it is it's probably I'm sure it's next to a pond it's in Jacksonville everything's next to a swamp so oh. I went to this school and there there was a guy named Ryan and a guy named Max and I liked both of them so much we all wore uniforms very good fifth grade boy names yeah Ryan and Max Uh, they both had uh, alliteration names Max M Ryan R really weird Megan B I didn't have everyone Google's Chet's Creek's yearbook (laughs) oh my god (laughs) have you ever looked up old people in your like on Facebook now like people from fifth grade that you were in love with or like sixth grade oh for sure I don't have a Facebook oh my god I'll excuse myself now (laughs) (laughs) I'm Mark Zuckerberg yeah That's because I made Facebook. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I I was in this situation where, like, in the fifth grade, you're like, hey, you're my boyfriend, and then they are. Like, right. it's really weird. Is it, Did that not happen? No one ever liked me up until, like, ugh, eighth grade. I had a unibrow until I was, like, actually 14, so. <laughs> a <laughs> thick one. Like, like if I like ate. Frida Kahlo, I'm talking. I was Frida Kahlo. And, like, if I ate ribs, like, the sauce was getting in my unibrow. That's where we were at. <laughs> Wait, were you eating with your eyes? I yeah, I was eating that. with my eyes, of course. No, like, I would have one photo of me as a kid where I was literally, like, in the eighth grade or something, and I was going ham on this, like, ribs, going ham, LOL. Yeah, LOL. All the meat analogies, gross. But, like, eating ribs, and there's literally barbecue sauce all up on my face, and I was like, Mom, shout out to you for absolutely nothing. <laughs> because, are you kidding me? I was, like, with my peers. My peers! <laughs> you were gonna let me have... The fuggliest Italiano moment is not okay. Love it. Anyway, continue. Chet's Creek. Chet's Creek. Max M. Ryan R. I was okay. So uh, there's a gifted program and a safety patrol program. <laughs> you see, <laughs> <laughs> and I was in both. This is very loaded. <laughs> so okay, all the laughter. How I'm are you protecting? The, the colored pencil. I'm. Cr- we folded the flag. We made sure serve. people could cross the street. You went. It was. <laughs> I was a safety patrol, a patrol of safety. How many other I ways? rode a Segway. <laughs> oh so, and it was these orange, like, sashes, almost Very like cool. orange with a, okay. Irene, I'm so sorry that you didn't protect your peers. But this is what I did on my free time in the fifth grade. And it was like a hallway thing. You made sure that people were, like, quiet and stuff. Stop it! <laughs> okay, and then... 
the gifted program. So one of the boys, I'm just, it's probably, in the gifted program, you had to go to a different class with people that, like, had a similar IQ so you could, like, learn different things. Mm-hmm. For And so, and that was, like, one period. So I would, like, be dating the safety patrol boy, <laughs> oh and then God. I would go to the gifted class and go, oh, wait, I want to be with you now. And then I would come back from the gifted program back to normal school, and then it'd be like, oh, I'm not dating you safety patrol boy anymore. I'm with gifted man. <gasps> and, like, it was bad. And here's what I learned from that is both of them weren't worth it, and I am better off on my own. <laughs> Shout out to Stuck in Love. She's like, I was watching those halls and getting good grades all myself, but I didn't need no man. <laughs> I have actually done the no like man. and the gifted boy. I was like, wait, wow, that's amazing. Yes. Uh, closing tip for Stuck in Love. I mean, it kind of seems like we're kind of like do you for a little bit. For sure. I'm I'm done with that. Tip jar? Yes. Tip jar? Do you. Uh, lovely. Sky, thank you so much for helping. Helping. Aww. You truly did help. Thanks, Mom. Where can we find you on the internet and hear your beautiful voice? You can find me on the internet. Um, <gasps> on Instagram. Sky Dickinson is my name. And also all my music is just under Sky. So, so cool. Yeah, wow. If you have a sticky situation or burning concern, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign off sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your true persona. Also, let us know how old you are because that seems to really help. Also, rate us five stars because what might keep my equilibrium stable and not fall when I'm taking pictures of someone? A five stars on podcast, baby. 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 Yeah. Was that anything? Was it anything? It was definitely something, yeah. (laughs) That was a HeadGum Podcast.